Bush just handed to me. The following podcast is a Sand Productions production. If anything should happen to me, you must go to court. You must say these words. Klaatu, Marada, Victor. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher. It's Thursday night. You know what that means? Another geek fest into Red Dwarf. Glad you guys could join us again this week. I am Corey Shrett, and joining me as always, my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, how's it going? Smug me a kippa. <laughs> ah, man. Love doing this show. It's hard to believe we're into our ninth series of Red Dwarf adventures. God, it goes by so fast. I don't want it to end. But we are coming up near the end of the television stories, believe it or not. We're at the penultimate series right now. It's is like, it really a series? Well, I don't want to say seasons. Special. Yeah, okay. It's special. Well, <laughs> there is no series nine. There was a series eight and there was a series ten, so. It's a Red Dwarf special. All right, well, we, we'll talk about it when we get into the episode. Before we do that, help out the show. Go over to our donate page at scifiwatcher.com slash donate. Find out many ways you can help the show out, not just money. Uh, other ways, telling your friends, wish lists, and other things. Head on over right now to scifiwatcher.com slash donate. All right, so this week we're talking about the special Back to Earth, starring Craig Charles as Dave Lister, Chris Berry as Arnold Rimmer, Danny John Jules as the cat, and Robert Llewellyn as Crichton. Uh, these were three episodes that aired between April 10th and April 12th, 2009. Nine years later is the way this starts off, which I'm kind of glad they didn't just try to go, okay, this this is a few months since, you know, it's like, okay, we're older. Let's just skip ahead a bunch of years. What did you, uh, what were your first thoughts on this? Uh, what happened to Red Dwarf? The look, <laughs> the look, the feel, the style of the show. I mean, you know, it's been a decade since the show aired. And you can tell right away. I mean, uh, the, the, it looks a lot prettier, I guess, a lot more HD ish. Well, this is the first HD series, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, the last series was 1999, and this is 2009, so. It was a little bit jarring after watching Series 8 and then jumping to this, you know. It wasn't like gradual. It was like power in HD. Yeah, it has a different feel. Of course, the actors are older, too, so it's just like, because you're kind of like stuck in time. You're like, this is what they look like, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're 10 years later, and it's like, all right, you guys are a little bit older. I understand. Um, the sets, yeah. The sets look, you know, cleaner. It still had that red dwarf feel to it, though. The the way the the sets looked, it did, yeah. But uh, I mean, like you said, the actors look a, a way different. But I um I, I did like the idea that I love the whole idea that Kachansky's been dead for a while. She was sucked out of an airlock, and you know, that's the part that kind of threw me off because I was like, did we miss something? Was there some? Was there a show in between we missed, you know? No, but it's nine years later. I think I think they were just trying to explain what happened to everybody that was, you know. Yeah. You know, where's Kachansky? Where's Holly? They explain how Holly is, you know. And I bet she probably didn't uh, sign up for the show. Oh, yeah. no, never mind. She is in there. Spoilers. <laughs> but maybe maybe she had something else going on, you know. Uh-huh. Um, or, or she was busy doing another show or whatever like that. But, 
Yeah, so they have to explain where she is. They explain where Holly is too. You know, the the Lister left one of the what the tubs on in the officers' quarters, and it was dripping for nine years. Mm-hmm. And the scudders are trying to dry out Holly. So it's like, okay, that explains where they why they're not there. But it, it never acknowledges series eight. You know, the end of series eight where with that cliffhanger with the ships falling apart. I know. I wish I wanted some closure there. Yeah, I know. I did too, but it's kind of one of those, you know, left for interpretation now. You know, I mean, I was thinking, you know, okay, we got this here. Maybe they're going to write books or or short stories and explain what happens or mention it in here. Here, so this is th- You've read some of the, the short stories, haven't you? Yeah, nothing. There's nothing between the two. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no explanation that I, I know of, official explanation. You know, there's fan versions of stuff out there, but... I guess it's just going to be canon for the show, you know? Yeah, it's just, you know, something happened and somehow the whole show re- basically reset itself. And uh, the, uh, yeah, so we'll just have to assume that's the way it is. So Kachansky's dead. Um, a little callback. I was, it was funny. I, I, I kind of wanted to go, Lister, you should know how to say that. He pulled out a book to read to her, to the tomb, to her, for her death day or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And it was Jane Austen. He didn't know how to say her name, Austin, Ace. And I'm like, you guys were in Jane Austen world. Remember? I know, exactly. This, this is Sense and Sensibility, they, and they did Little Women. I'm like, you should know how to say her name at least. I think they just tried to pull a gag there. It was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was like, oh, come on. You know how to say the name. It kind of felt weird not having a laugh track, but I think this series, these specials didn't need a laugh track. No, they, they were fine without it. Yeah, I think if it had a laugh track, it kind of would have lost something, too. It was a little more serious, in a way. Yeah, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The, well, uh, what do you think about the, 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 the acting by, by these actors? Do you think they've, they've lost touch? you think they're back to where they were? I mean, what do you think? I, I think they're kind of back to where they were before. Um, I think Lister's not quite there. Lister's a little off. Cat to me is dead on. Yeah, he didn't change at all. I think he was actually in stasis, a stasis sleep or something like that because he, he aged really well. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like nine years later, and it's like, I'm like, oh, my God, he's the same. He's doing his, his dances and making his noises and stuff like that. Yeah. Rimmer, of course, looks really old and, and receding hairline and all that. <laughs> right. The... um. But yeah, it's. Uh, it, I mean, they kind of fell back in the groove. Lister is a little off. I think he's the one that's only off just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they just have to accept it. Well, of course, you know, Kachansky's dead, so maybe that changed him a little bit. You could use that as an excuse or whatever. But yes, you know, the, I. I mean, the first few minutes of the show, I was like a kid in the candy shops, like, "Hey, the guys are back. Mm-hmm. I'm so ha- I'm so happy to see you. I missed you. What's going on?" And then it's like once the story starts, I'm like, "Oh God, this is kind of kind of dragging." You know, the whole scene where they went underwater to try to find this big squid, you know, that's, that attacked the cat when he was walking by the, 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 the tank that's dripping out water because that's what's blocking up the water pipes. Uh-huh. You know, they go down there and I'm like, oh, this is kind of hokey. You know, list. Actually, that was fun. I think that was a fun part of the episode. A little bit, but then Rimmer's up the top listening to the Getting to Know You song and stuff. I'm like, uh I was laughing when, when that was happening. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, ah, it's okay. You know, the, the, in the diving bells. But, you know, they come up to the top that I, I kind of got interested when, you know, they're at the top and they, 
you know, they're covered in this weird purple blood stuff from the squid. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the, it's like an, what is it, like a trans dimensional being or something like that. It left our dimension and went somewhere else. Then all of a sudden the computer's backups turned on a hologram, another hologram on the ship. But then they, they mentioned something like, can't we only, you know, manage one hologram at a time? Didn't they bring that up or something? They did, and it was totally, like, ignored. Yeah, nothing was explained. Which is, which is I'm glad they brought it up, and then, because people are like, wait a minute, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially considering Holly's not even there, so it's like, and no one turned off any of the, um, you know, any of the extra power or something like that to get this right. extra hologram. It just magically happens, you know. No explanation whatsoever. And I love the fact that she's like, oh, I'm a senior officer, so you're going to be turned off in 24 hours. And, oh, you know, we can open a portal to another dimension and Lister can go to Earth and bring a woman back here and recreate the human race again. But like, okay, you know, it's like, right, hmm. right. (laughs) I thought it was interesting when they open the portal and you find out that, you know, the dimension they were in was invalid. And then all of a sudden they're popping out of TVs. You know, I thought that was kind of interesting that they're, they're popping out of TVs in a, on Earth, present day Earth, obviously. And, and then it's like they it's find a little out, hokey. I I I don't know. But the, I they, like that they're back to Earth, but not in this form. And then you find out that they were actually act uh, characters on a TV show, and and right there, when I watched this the first time, I'm like, ah, back to reality. Uh huh. I'm like, this is back to reality. They just rewrote back to reality as a three part story. Oh, from which season was that? Uh, four or five, somewhere around there. It was the last episode of, I think, series five, I think, or four. Oh, when they go back and then they're really a game? That, yeah, that. They're, in the, they, they're in the game. Yeah. And that's what I was like, okay, it's got to be a squid thing. So I, right there, I'm like, it's got to be that. I'm like, I, I can't see them being characters in a, in a TV show. Seems like Doug Naylor just keeps going back to stuff he's done before, just tweaked a little. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of wish he didn't do that with this one. Yeah, but I, but I like the fact that if you if you listen to him, then they're reading the DVD back, and and supposedly this takes place after series ten. And Kachansky dies in oh, series, yeah. and Kachansky dies in series nine. You know, so it's kind of interesting how he kind of write, he kind of fills in the gaps of what happened between you know series eight and this. A little bit. A little bit. Not a lot, but just a little bit. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's just... The cat making these weird origami things or whatever they were. I mean, it was was all Blade Runner. Yeah. They even said that. That's, you know, you can say whatever you want. At least they pointed it out right away. Yeah. We knew knew what it was going into it, yeah. We knew what it was, but at least they acknowledged it, which makes it better. Mm-hmm. They could have just gone, oh, let's do the Blade Runner route and not a- a- acknowledge it at all. Here they, they said Blade Runner, which is great. You know, let's just say and get it out of the way. But I mean, I just don't, I wish they came up with some more original. You I know? know. I mean, three episodes for them just to drive around, go to the, the comic book store. I, I, the part I really enjoyed, well, first of all, they, they had to get a car called Carbug, which looked like Starbug. <laughs> I like the fact that they were sitting in the car the same way they sat on, in Starbug. And they were going through the controls like they were in Starbug. Yeah, I thought it was great. The fuzzy dice, the controls, and doing the whole talking thing, which was great. Uh-huh. Uh, I liked the part three. I liked when, uh, when Lister actually sees Craig Charles, you know, the character meets the actor. And it kind of shows you how much different the real person is to the character in the show. 
you know, because I, I see Craig Charles on TV or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's Lister. This is the way he's supposed to act. And I love how they're like two different people. A little bit. You know, he's, he's a little more serious there. He's, I'm studying my lines. and then It's kind of interesting, though. It's like, okay, what's going on here? But, yeah, it's just they, all this to go see their creator, you know, Blade Runner. They mentioned Blade Runner again. That's what <laughs> I like. Um, what about the, the – the, I call them the blue rimmers, but the rimmers from the episode blue with the Oh, the heads. little tiny ones? Yeah. I love those things. I was I was cracking up when I saw I, them. I love a nice little a nice little subtle callback there. I'm like, oh great, that's nice that they put those in there. Little minions. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's great to have them there just for a moment. They could have a whole episode on those things, and I'd be cracking mm-hmm. up. Yeah, they want it. They 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 don't want to die. They want to have a happy ending. The whole thing with the typewriter, you know, writing out whatever they want them to say. It's like uh, I'm like okay, I'm you're losing me here. You know, they figured out that it's a squid. Yeah, they figured out that uh, cats, little origami things. Yeah, that was a sign it's a squid, and they could yeah. go back. They can go back anytime they want. But you had told me before the show that uh, you already knew right away that it was the squid causing all this. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I was like, I was like, this feels like the bacteria. Like when you first watched this. Yeah, the first time I watched this, I mean, I watched it like right after it came out, so I didn't have much, any chance for spoilers. I'm like, this feels like back to reality. It feels like the despair squid again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a squid and all of a sudden things get weird. And, and it's like once they but found But it's the like, female version, right? Isn't that... It brought joy instead of despair. Yeah. It made you happy. And it made you not want to leave the alternate reality that you've created in your head. That's right. And so you would die on the outside. But the fact that their natural defenses from the despair squid kind of helped them fight it. And realize that this wasn't a real world that they could get out of it. So even the uh, the other hologram is is part of it, right? Right. And in the end of episode two, you know, because she shows up on Earth, she shows up on Earth and says, "Remember, you can't run and hide from me." And then you know he's asking her, "Well, you know, killing a hologram is not murder." And she's like, "No, you're already dead." And then he pushes her in front of a, like a, a a bus or something that's coming down the road. Oh, that's right. And I love I love Crichton's like apparently she's the only one that didn't see that one coming. It's like. <laughs> I like that, but I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. That that character served no purpose to me, really. Yeah, what was that about? Because she was there for just, it's like she was just there just to get them into, you know, this parallel dimension. Right, they wouldn't have done it on their own. Yeah, they wouldn't have done it on their own. But then she shows up like, she's in the whole first episode. She shows up at the very end of the second episode, she's dead, and she doesn't appear ever again. Yeah, that's how you know she's fake. And then, you know, Kachansky comes back and Lister spends a few minutes with her. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I got to go back. You're not real. I want to get the real Kachansky. You know, and then you know, they, they go back. He, they go back to the re, their reality. And, uh, you know, you found out the cat brought the squid on board a while ago when it was a baby. <laughs> Apparently she escaped. I love how Crichton is wearing floaties, too. Yeah, that, that was something I wrote down. I forgot to mention. Yeah, he has the floaties when they're in the diving bell. And we had seen an episode before, and I mentioned that, and you didn't notice that he was wearing floaties. No. They were like red dwarf floaties or something like that. Yeah, he... Uh, I'm sure he's pretty heavy, but I, I don't think those floaties are going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's just a subtle joke there, you know? Oh, boy. But, yeah, it's... You know, it's at the end. They're just, you know, they're walking away talking about, you know, so, th- you know, they're not... Re- the people watching us on TV aren't real, and we're the real ones. It's like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. I, I've... I didn't feel like I got what I wanted out of this. 
But what was the whole sequence when Lister is talking to Kachansky in the alternate universe? Did he go back in to do that? or He stayed. He stayed. Oh, that's right. He's, he didn't wake up. Yeah, the other three woke up. You see him on the floor. His eyes are like rolled back in his head and stuff. And she's, of course, playing the uh, Sean Young role of Blade Runner. Could you make it more obvious with that hairstyle? I know. And also the part where they, they go off into the mountains mm-hmm. or wherever from Blade Runner. Right. That's actually an alternate ending, I think. Yeah, when anyway. we wa- we'll have to watch it again. When we watch it, we'll, we'll look at that and we'll be like, man, this is, this is such a ripoff of, of Red Dwarf. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll be joking about it. But yeah, it's just... I'm glad they mentioned it was Blade Runner in the show and not just did it and ignored it. But what'd you think of this? You know, you've watched eight years of Red Dwarf now. What'd you think of this, these specials here? I like what they were. They were a little glimpse of, of, you know, what was great, a great show. Mm -hmm. Sorry. But, um, it, it doesn't have the same feel for me as the other series did. I mean, it was way off, I think. Um, I, the part of the, the thing I liked the most was part one where they were still on Red Wharf. Yeah. And uh, this series is the first one that's not on BBC. This this was on a new channel called Dave TV, which is it named after Dave Listener. I don't know. I looked it up before and I don't think it is, but they say it is, but I don't know. But the uh, but there but the difference between this and BBC America or I'm sorry, BBC America the, compared to BBC is that that's commercial free. These have commercial breaks in it and you can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know that weird fade out and then fade back in, and it's like you're so used to watching it as like one consecutive episode with no awkward pauses. Yeah, and, and um, also and also the budget too. You figure the budget had to be much smaller too, so that's why they did a lot of this stuff on Earth, modern day Earth. Right, not a lot of special effects. The only special effects is probably the squid part and some of the sea, the uh, blue screens. Yeah, all the Red Dwarf stuff. I mean, that's where the special effects were used. It has a more polished look to the ship, though. I mean, that's why I'm kind of looking forward to Series 10. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Series 10 is like three years down the road. That's like 2012 that came out. So, But to me, Back to Earth should have been much better than it was. The reason I say that is because Doug Naylor had 10 years to come up with something. Yeah, I, I feel like he phoned it in with the whole Blade Runner thing. I know, and, and going back and using a character from an episode he did earlier. Yeah. You know, and then making it a three-parter. It's just... What was the reception when it came out? Were people excited? Were people, like, oh, bummed? Or? People people were very excited about it. I think the ra- the ratings were the highest thing I think Dave TV had at that point. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Series 10 got commissioned. Mm, I see. Yeah, and... Um, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it, but I think it could have been so much better. Yeah, it could have been so much better. I, you know, watching it from in two thousand nine when it came out, I was like a kid in a candy shop, like, ah, oh, the gang's back together. I miss you guys. And it's like, oh, but then it's like within a few minutes, you know, it's like, oh, mm, story. Okay, this is just dragging. It should have <laughs> been better. Yeah, and did you like them going to Earth and doing all that, or was it just like, no, get me through, get me through this. <laughs> No, I didn't like that. I mean, it was cute for a minute. Then it's like, oh, they're characters in a TV show. They're not real. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm, I've totally lost interest now. It should have been a shorter sequence, right? It should have. They could have done this in one 30-minute episode. Right. But then but it would have been- having six episodes, too. Well, yeah. You know, that's the thing, too, is that you really didn't get to develop anything. It's like, okay, we've been gone 10 years. Here's three episodes, one story, and then we're going to go away again. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and there's, I mean, if you think about it, the cast was very limited. You know, uh, yeah, look, it was. Yeah, I mean, look at who appeared on screen. Everybody had like one minute or two minutes of screen time. If yeah. that, it's like okay. Oh, let's let's go talk to the guy in the comic book store. Okay, he's gone. Oh, let's go talk to the guy that knows Craig Charles at the bar. Oh, he's gone. It was a very Lister heavy show uh, series. You know, yeah. Uh, the other characters were there, but they were barely had anything to say. Even Crichton barely said anything. I know it. It was he was it, mostly reacting to what Lister and everyone else was doing. You're right. That's probably what hurt this too. Is the fact that it was heavily relied on one character and not all four quasi evenly. Hmm. But it was nice to see, in terms of waiting 10 years, it was nice to see the gang back together again. Yeah. But it's one of those, I don't really need to watch it multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't watched it in <laughs> it, you know, April, April 12th, 2009. I haven't watched this in you know, almost five years. Does that tell you wow. something? Wow, that's a long time. Almost five, I've watched it when it came out, like not too long after, and I enjoyed it. And then it's like, Okay, I'm done with this. I don't need to see it because it wasn't that great. Doesn't have a lot of rewatchability. No, it doesn't. The it, other shows, the other series are great. You can watch them anytime and you still enjoy it. To me, out of out of the nine series or however you want to call these things, to me, this is the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's way down there. Nothing comes close to it, in my opinion. Personally, like I said, skip it if you can. You know, you can kind of go from eight to ten and just. I'm curious though. At the end of these uh, series, it still says Grant Naylor Productions. Why have that name when it's only Naylor working? You know, uh, that's the, uh, he still has rights to the company. He still owns part of the. Oh, Red really? They, does he still get like royalties and stuff? Yeah, it's still. Yeah, it still has some some part of it. He might not be. He might not work as part of Grant Naylor anymore, but you know, it's, he still has a part of the Red Dwarf franchise. He wrote yeah. a book many years after, or after he left the show that was Red Dwarf. Oh, okay. Really? So, yeah, he did. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's still, the company's still there, but it's, it's, it's Doug Naylor now. It's just a one guy operation, which mm-hmm. I would like to see both of them get back together and write something. I think this would have been better if it was both of them. But you also had 10 years to write something. You could have come up with something a heck of a lot better than this. Maybe they had, he didn't really take that time. He probably just rushed it. But you would think, okay, you're, you're, the, you're the main guy on a show called Red Dwarf. You don't know if it's ever coming back to series, for Series 9 after Series 8 airs. Mm-hmm. If this is your bread and butter, this is the soul, this is what made you, you made this, you love it, you love these characters, wouldn't you think you'd have a huge list of story ideas somewhere? Yeah, and, and the thing is, I don't see why he can't he couldn't continue and explain what happened with series eight. I think he wanted to kind of do a fresh slate. I think he wanted to introduce other uh, new people to the show. But yeah. but like us us diehard fans, it's like you left us with a cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, why maybe wouldn't have been nice thinking of like the Doctor Who universe had like a mini sode explaining that somehow. You think you think though? I mean, did you watch? I heard there's also a uh, a behind the scenes special. Did you ever watch that? No, I never watched that. Oh, okay. Because there's supposed to be. A, um, I was looking at Wikipedia about this, and they said they had the three episodes, and there's a fourth behind the scenes that got like a lot of viewers, like one point something million or something. 
they were doing a making of, but that never. There was supposed to be the four making episodes. of. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was not an episode. They 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 got rid of that. Well, it was released later on. Yeah, that was supposed to air with it, and they they were gonna make it four episodes and release that as one of the episodes. But yeah, they put that on the the DVD. So uh, yeah, that's our thoughts and opinions on Back to Earth. Uh, next week and next Thursday, make sure you join us here for Red Dwarf Series Ten. Which we will talk about our main our main episode next Sunday. We'll be talking about the movie Robot and Frank, and of course we'll talk about the latest episodes, The Helix and Space Dandy, on the show. Of course, I want to thank my friend Mr. Brian Lee for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter. It's at Brian says. And let us know what you guys think about Red Dwarf. Anything and everything Red Dwarf related or science fiction related. Email us feedback at sayproductions.com or drop us a voicemail eight one three nine one five six three nine zero. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this Red Dwarf special. And until next time, have a good one.